Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt Emily. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast about tea and friendship. <laughs> I want you guys to know that while Matt introduced the podcast, I wasn't completely prepared for it to start. When it started, I was in the middle of dismissing a update um, where I told it probably for the 20th day in a row that I would update tomorrow. <laughs> mm. On your phone? No, on, on my computer. On my computer. Um, dismiss that update. Always do. <laughs> uh, I'd say I'm the opposite. I probably update as soon as it asks me to. <laughs> oh, I would never. Mm-mm. Updated my phone today, actually, and my watch, which is a smartwatch and requires updates. <laughs> wow. I, I don't. <laughs> I also... I, I don't really like to turn off my computer because when I turn off my computer, I lose all the open tabs I have, and I have op- all the open tabs I have because they help me help remind me of things. So, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Um, I mean, you can if you do. You use well? Do you use Safari? I use Chrome. First question. Okay. Well, Chrome. If you close it and you reopen it, you can tell it to reopen all your old tabs again. <laughs> I know. But then uh, that, that doesn't save my Microsoft documents that are open. And I know I could just literally save them and then reopen them, but... Yeah. I also uh, don't like my computer telling me what to do. Hmm. Indeed. Maybe I should tell it what to do for a change. I think you so, do most of the time. I'm going to ask it to remind me tomorrow. <laughs> you, I, think, I feel like you spend 99% of your time on your computer telling it what to do. I think, I think you're right. You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's more its presence in my life is telling me what to do. Sure. Does that make sense? Sure. Sure. Um, Okay. This is the podcast about tea and friendship, and sometimes we talk about computer updates. Um, (laughs) uh, Maybe that can be the math portion of the podcast uh, we just Um, did. Computers or math. (laughs) Do you think friendships, friendships get updated? Um, remind me later remind me in 10 minutes in an hour or tomorrow um, remind me in an hour okay when we're done with this podcast <laughs> I'll tell you if I updated our friendship during the uh, during the recording uh, oh. Emily what is what's this podcast about in like one and a half sentences one and a half yeah Okay, that was the half, by the way. Um, this podcast is about tea. Dash, mm-hmm. we drink tea. Dash, and friendship. Dash, we are friends. Period. I didn't ask for an explainer about the tagline. <laughs> Topics. <laughs> That's the fragment at the end. That's one and a half. Right. Was that helpful at all? Wow. That was the least helpful version of this we've ever done. <laughs> I had to um, prove that it was in two sentences. Okay, but really, this podcast is about tea and friendship because we drink tea and Matt and I are friends. We also <laughs> discuss topics which deepens and updates our friendship to bring it back to my updating conversation. There. Indeed. Uh, my topic is a mystery to Emily. I have the topic today. Emily Ooh. maybe remembers that. <laughs> she has no idea what I'm going to talk about, although she can maybe guess. Um, Simpsons. But 
not right now. Um, and um, yeah, we both do improv. We, we're like improvisers. We don't talk about that very much. And I feel like that's the crux of um, the mystery part is because it was like, what can we, what can happen if you're unprepared for a topic? Um, I don't know if it's, it's not really improv improv, but we are improvising. <laughs> is, it, you know. hmm? is it life improv though? Like that's where I think I've benefited so much from improv is because it's helped me in everyday conversation. Because oh our I, conversations just improv, you know? Um, mm, here, here's where I'm going to get nitpicky because that's, that's sort of my deal. <laughs> Wait, what? Is I think doing improv, the sort of, um, let's say, call it a theatrical uh, exercise, <laughs> helps you improvise in real life. But I would not consider life to be improv. I would consider improv to be the act of the performance and uh, whatever benefits that has on your life does not mean that you are in life doing improv. Hmm. Counterpoint. Isn't pretty much every single time we're talking to someone, some sort of performance? No, I'm being real. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're a faker, but I'm being real. <laughs> okay. That's how I feel about it. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it, I guess in that same way, it's almost like when I talk to somebody who's like a real actor and I do not consider myself nor you to be real actors and they sort of have like a different like aura about them. Um, not that I think they're faking conversations, but I think they're taking their but I don't think they're acting. I think they're taking the dramatics that they've learned through a life of theater and uh, putting them through their everyday way of talking. That's interesting. One, you don't know if I consider myself an actor or not. I said I don't consider you an actor. I know, that's true. Um, but I, I do think that there is, it's not being fake, but I think in a conversation, even if you're being real, you're putting on a performance because it might not be a performance in a traditional sense, but you are, you're not just being your in your head self, you know? Um... It's that's why it's pretty deep. It's, that's real deep of you to say. Um. <laughs> it's also it's also why like it's like so stressful to introduce groups of friends because you can be the same person and be super real with both groups of friends, but they know you in a slightly different way. I don't have this problem. Oh, I hate introducing groups of friends. I find it so stressful. I'd say I've, I mean, I've introduced you to my group of friends and I think I acted pretty normally to it. I introduced you to a second group of friends that is not our, you were, you were an I's primary group of friends. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. Um, listen, I choose my friends because I like them. <laughs> so <laughs> I assume they all like me and I can introduce them to each other. Um, I guess my, I usually have a harder time if I'm meeting, if I'm meeting strangers that I don't need, or I, I have, I don't know. It, there's a difference between meeting strangers and strangers that like uh, you get along with. I don't know. I guess with strangers, it's different. But to me, groups like complete strangers, I mean, um, like if someone's a friend of yours, I don't consider them a complete stranger. They are a stranger to me because I do not know them. But they are not like a just average person I'm running into that I have no connection to. Maybe those people I'm weird to because I don't know how to act in front of them yet. <laughs> um, 
There's that word act. <laughs> See? All of life is a performance. I'm right. It's time. I still think there's a difference between improvising and improv, but let's move on <laughs> out of this. I was going to. Um, um, you got some musical oh. instruments over there to, to bring us in? <laughs> yeah, I'm hopeful this will work. I have an idea. Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea. Talk. Did that sound okay? Um, sure, it sounded all right. It sounded like a bunch of thuds. <laughs> it was... I. I, my laptop isn't currently on top of my craft box mm -hmm. in order to give it the height it needs to when I sit on the couch. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this would be a good drum. So I wasn't sure how it would turn out. But then we're in tea talk now. I will say your microphone is like near your neck, which is why um, it might like something down that low mm. might not come over that great. That's all Ugh. I'm saying. Life it's, is a performance. Um, it's, too, it's too late to fix. Matt, what tea are you drinking this week? Okay, so I, I I I dug into our bags of things. Although I don't know if this is a tea that I provided to us or you provided to us. <laughs> I know a lot of the teas in those bag that we a lot of the bag teas that we had in a Ziploc bag were from Emily's collection, but I feel like I may have gotten this from a hotel I was in, <laughs> uh, mostly because the bag is in pretty pristine condition. But I am drinking uh, Twinnings Irish Breakfast. Mm. Um, now, long-time listeners might be thinking to themselves, wait a minute, did they already have Twinnings Irish Breakfast on this podcast? Well, you know what? They'd be wrong, because we had Twinnings English Breakfast on this podcast, not the Irish one. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, I guess that brings us to the big question. Yeah. How does the Irish tea compare to the English tea? Uh, as somebody who does not really, and who had to look this up himself <laughs> to see if we'd already had this tea, because I was like, I know we've had Twinnings on here, and it feels like we've had one of their breakfast teas, or at first I thought, they're the only breakfast tea. Um, I don't really recall what the other one tasted like, but I bet it tasted a lot like the one I'm drinking right now, because this tastes just like your average run-of-the-mill breakfast tea, mm. um, which is good. I like breakfast tea. In fact, all my new T2s are different forms of breakfast tea. Melbourne breakfast, Sydney breakfast, New York breakfast. <laughs> um, but uh, Twinnings of London, I should say, for the full name. The ingredients are fine black tea, expertly selected from Kenya, Indonesia, Assam, and China. Wow, wow, wow. Steep four minutes or to desired strength. Um, and also, I have that Kenyan Tinderette, which is one of my favorite teas we've ever had on the podcast. And that's also a breakfast tea and also from Kenya. So I'm, I, I'm learning that Kenya is a good place to get tea from. Black tea. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I have a question about this tea. When yes. it, do you think it says, it says like expertly selected or something? What was the exact phrase? Fine black tea. Expertly selected from do you think, country, 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 country. Do you think one person is going through all the tea leaves and like, mm, this one looks good. Mm, this one looks good. Or it's like looking at plants, like mm, the leaves on that plant look great. Mm, the ones on this one, bad. I would guess that the, that is too granular for expert. I believe that an expert probably, well, okay, I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. I think it's probably a farm of some kind. 
Okay. And they just grow tea uh, plants, bushes, I suppose. And they go to this farm. They sam- They look at a couple of bushes. They look. Mm-hmm. There might be thousands of bushes, but they look at a couple of them and they go like, hey, you guys do a pretty good job over here. You're ir- irrigating this. <laughs> It's in the sun the right amount of time. I mean, I don't know how you grow tea. I'm, that's not my. That's not my. Uh, that's not my love of tea. Is how that's not your tea. bag. It's not <laughs> your bag of tea. That's not my bag of tea. This is a bag of tea, by the way, uh, <laughs> as I think all Twinnings is, and any tea you find in like uh, your hotel room and just steal for free. Um, but I bet they. I bet they look at the orchard or whatever it's called. <laughs> decide, hey, this looks good. Let's buy from these guys. So I think that's where the experts are. Okay, I think that's acceptable. I was also thinking it could be like a breeding thing, much like an Animal Crossing. Um, like they like have just like selected over time like the best plants to like best bushes to breed with each other to create the most amazing leaves. I think that's one. I, I would say that's probably a little. Yes, I would say that's probably involved in, in my theory as well. Yeah. They, okay. yeah. I'm really um, glad we, we broke that down. There we go. Um, what, t- describe this flavor. I know you said it tastes similar to other breakfast teas, but what, like, what, what feel is it? Is it? Is it earthy? <laughs> is it leafy? Is it? I don't know. Um, I guess generally I would consider breakfast teas to be a little more on the earthy side. Um, it's uh, it's tasty. <laughs> Um, it's like, I think breakfast teas, I I guess, I mean, you can flavor them, but if you have like a plain one like this, it's like a little bit more, I I, I think it's kind of tastes like when, when you just say black tea or if someone were to just say black tea to me, or if I were to just recommend black tea or someone talks about black tea, I kind of think of the taste that breakfast teas have. Yeah. I think that, yeah. Um, and this this has just that uh, that black tea taste <laughs> with no real additional flavors, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, it's not much to say about it, I guess. Um, where does it rank in terms of other? No, I'm going to save that question. <laughs> Is it time for that question? Oh sure, ask me a question. Matt, would you describe this twinnings twinnings of London? Irish breakfast black tea as your cup of tea or not your cup of tea. Um, so like I said, I don't know the difference between English and Irish, but I will say I've actually had a lot of Irish breakfast tea in my life because um, at my former, the former office I used to go to every day of my life or five out of seven days of my life, um, there was like a box of Irish breakfast tea there. And I used to often drink that. We also had like Lipton and like a couple other uh, more regular kinds of tea. Maybe like Lipton Green and Lipton Black or something like that. Uh, and the Irish breakfast would be the most interesting to me if I was tr- just grabbing a tea from the kitchen. <laughs> and I should mention my kitchen. My kitchen. My my job used to have like uh, bottles of water, cans of Coke, uh, cans of seltzer. A real Google. We we were um, no snacks, but we did have beverages. <laughs> And uh, I think eventually we got like a, a, a water cooler situation of some kind, but um, which was a good idea because we used to have bottles and bottles are bad. But um, 
anyways, that, that is to say that I like Irish breakfast tea generally. I don't mind when it's like on the more bland side. Like, 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 I'm like, it's not bland. I shouldn't say that word. Basic. This is a basic tea. Like I said, you'll get it for free in like any hotel room you stay in when we stay in hotel rooms again. And, uh, yeah, it's my cup of tea. It tastes, it's perfectly adequate. There's nothing special about it, but there doesn't need to be because tea sometimes is just good to drink. Good and calming doesn't you know need to be special. That's beautiful. Maybe I'll cross-stitch yeah. that for you at some point. Please tea, do. Tea doesn't need to be special to be beautiful and calming or something <laughs> like that. I'll have to listen back to the episode. Yeah. Um, I have two follow-up questions. Wow. One, how does it rank against some other breakfast teas that you've had recently or in your entire life? Um, well, my other teas I have now are a little bit more special. <laughs> they, they do have added flavors. Um, but honestly, if I had this, if I had this as like a fourth breakfast tea that I could just regularly have, I would definitely throw it in my rotation to switch it up. Okay. Um, because sometimes I am, I will say that, um, because I drink so much tea that is like flavored or, or has extra ingredients or is special in some way that sometimes I do just want to strip it down and have a, uh, a really basic tea. Um, and I kind of don't, I feel like when I had the aforementioned Kenyan Tinderette, <laughs> that was from David's tea. That was sort of my tea for that to like, I don't know, center myself again. <laughs> and I'm in kind of a weird place now where, I feel like I maybe did buy too many teas with uh, special f stuff going on, like all my um, nice uh, T2 teas I've, I've gotten recently, where I don't, I almost don't have a tea like, like the one I'm drinking right now to balance it out. Hmm. So, yes, I could use something like this. It's, a, it's not any better than those other teas, and maybe if I was really grilled about this, I could say that technically it is a little less adequate than that. Um, although that might just be because I spent money on the other teas and I have to seem worth it. <laughs> but uh, I guess my, my grounding tea that I have now, my tea that I have when I'm like, ooh, I've had too many crazy teas, has been a couple of my green teas, um, which I don't, I'm not always in the mood for green tea. But if I want to have a more basic tea, I have to sort of go to green these days. Because mm. um, I don't, I, I don't know. I Basically what I'm saying is, I should get a more regular tea. I'm really coming to this conclusion right now <laughs> that I need to order another thing of tea and make it something a little more straightforward. You're missing a palate cleansing tea. Correct. Interesting. I'm actually writing this down. I'm going to buy a tea after this, probably. <laughs> he is writing it down, listener. I am. I, do, I did not tell a lie. Um, that's, that's all I have to say about my tea, I guess. And then my I other follow-up was, did oh, you God. put milk, did you put milk and sugar in it? I almost forgot. Oh, um, I put milk in my first cup to cool it down to podcast drinking temperature, <laughs> but I do have, uh, three more cups of it to look forward to that do not have milk and sugar, or uh, there's sugar in none of them, but I did not put milk in my later ones, hoping that the tea would, uh, cool down a little bit. Okay. Actually, I, I can... This is the regular one. I can take a sip of it now. Matt is taking a sip of it now. He oh, smelled it. Did not sip good. it. it. Smells good. Oh, it's still steaming, so now I'm not sure if I should sip it. Please don't hurt your mouth. 
Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm backing out on this. I put in my extra insulated uh, hydro flask, <laughs> and now I feel like it's too hot for me to drink. See, this is the problem with those. Such a good idea, and I have one myself. Not that exact brand, but it keeps it too hot. It keeps it too hot. Um, yeah, actually, what I should have done is I should have put milk in that one and then just started with uh, one of these other ones. But whatever, it's okay. It smells really good. It tastes good. That's, that is that is all. But most of my review was one with milk in it. <laughs> okay. Um, Emily, what tea are you drinking over there on your end? On my end, I am drinking a tea from a brand we have had once before called oh. um, the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. Um, we had another, the, this like apricot black tea a few weeks ago. Let me be more specific. I had it a few weeks ago, but this is a cherry blossom green tea. Oh my God. Um, it's for my same trip to DC with my mom last year. Um, and we got this tea and the other tea and we split them in half. So I took like 10 bags and she took 10 bags. So this is my 10 bags of the cherry blossom green tea. Were you in D.C. during the Cherry Blossom Festival? Um, no. But as I was pulling this up, I was like, oh, that's a very Washington, D.C. tea. Um, yeah, they're famous for that one thing. That one thing. <laughs> Just one thing D.C. is famous for. Just the one thing. Um, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm sticking with it. That's the only thing they're known for. <laughs> this also makes me think that... Um, you need to give me some cherry blossoms and Animal Crossing so I can make you some DIYs. I, I know. I know. That's all. Literally just thought of that. You ready for some copy? Hey, hey listen. We were going to play Animal Crossing, but we haven't yet. <laughs> the green tea at the base of cherry blossom. Huh? Okay, I'm going to start this over. I didn't understand the sentence, but I think I, I think I understand it now. The green tea at the base of cherry blossom is cultivated in a pristine garden nestled within the Bugao Mountains in Taiwan, home to some of the world's finest teas. So what I think is what it's saying is that this green tea grows at the the base of a cherry blossom tree. I was thinking they meant the base of the tea you're drinking is this green tea grown from there. And on that, they added this flavor of whatever cherry blossom flavoring is. I think that is also probably right. I just think it's a very weirdly worded sentence. I don't disagree with the the weirdness, but when you read it, that's how I was like interpreting your reading. Anyways, there's more copy. Great. We blend this hand-plucked green tea with pomegranate flowers and a natural cherry flavor to create the perfect blend. The end result is a tea that is medium bodied with a sweet cherry flavor and a light grassy aroma. Wow. Um, now cherries don't grow on cherry blossoms, right? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, they don't, I'm pretty sure. Almost certain they, that is not true. But it's an interesting thing that people, I mean, it is the word cherry. <laughs> um, does this, uh, does this tea taste anything like the Bing cherry tea, a, a favorite of yours? No. Um, completely, completely different. Well, one, the Bing cherry is a black tea. Mm-hmm. So that's a big difference right from the start. But let me try. You've had this tea before? 
or no? Mm -hmm. She shakes her head I've had in the it affirmative. <laughs> I've had it a few times. Um, although I just, I just broke it out, so I haven't had it that many times. No, I'd say the cherry, the Bing cherry is definitely a ch more cherry -y of a flavor. This is definitely a green tea, and I can taste a sweetness to it, but I would say it's not, it is, I guess it is fruity or cherry, but it's not, I don't taste it and I think, ooh, cherry. Mm. Do you think it's, do you think it's more natural of a flavor or less natural of a flavor? And I ask because I feel like cherry has like a distinct, well, probably three different flavors, like actual cherries, <laughs> and then there's like sort of the maraschino cherry taste. And then there's like the cough syrup kind of version of cherry. <laughs> um, we're on that spectrum of three that I just gave you, where do you think it, it sits? <laughs> or does it not taste like cherry? I'd say it sits somewhere in the real cherry flavor. Mm -hmm. But it's more of a fruity. I, wouldn't, I don't know if it's like a specific cherry. It's like more fruity. Just a fruity flavor. It also has pomegranates in it, so yeah. that's definitely adding a, a second second fruit. <laughs> it also is definitely a grassy green tea. Like, that rang true to me in the description, that it had a grassy aroma. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, the aroma is part of it. I think it also has a grassy, slightly grassy taste. Wow. Um, now, you have... You said you have not had much of this. Is, no, I probably is, had like two other cups. Um, is that indicative of your overall enjoyment of this tea? Are you, are, were you not a fan originally with this tea? No, I would say overall it's indicative of my issues with tea currently where I have too much of it. Um, mm. so I try to be focused. Like right now I have five out, maybe six out that I'm trying to really focus on. Mm -hmm. And this was chosen because it hadn't been on the podcast yet. A lot of them had been on the podcast. Um, but it's, it's much more indicative of my overall tea issue. Okay. Uh, so it's not, it was not in your active rotation. Yes. <laughs> and it's also, I have more of it. Like I probably have like eight bags left, but I have other teas that have even lesser amounts. And I feel like if I have those, then it eliminates some of my tea issue where I have too much of it. So I tend to focus on those. And then the ones that I have more of, they just keep being more. Okay. And you do sense? buy, and you do go out and buy new teas still. I'm trying not to, but I have recently purchased <laughs> three new teas since I've moved to my apartment. Yes. I didn't buy them this week. Uh, <laughs> not this week, but in the last month. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so natural cherry-ish flavor, but mostly fruity. Yes. Grassy green tea. Yeah. Um, I know you're not a huge green tea person. How does this sit in the green tea world for you? <laughs> yawn, yawn, yawn. <laughs> Sorry, Emily listener. loves to yawn when she talks to me. I don't know what it is. I think well, I've started to bore her. Um, it's not that. Uh, I would say it mostly has to do with the fact that my iced coffee I made this morning, I spilled all over the table. So I've not had the amount of caffeine I should have had today. Oh, it is, by the way, like 6.30 at night. <laughs> yeah, like I had that at like 2. <laughs> and most of it spilled across the table. Oh, you called um, it this morning, I believe. So. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to make myself feel better, but 
It was definitely at, no, it was actually probably closer to like 3.30. I had a full glass of Dr. Pepper right before we started recording, so I am amped. <laughs> um, but... Uh, it was a question about green tea. And... Oh, um, it's not my favorite green tea. It's not terrible. Mm. I also think part of the reason I haven't had it too much is that a lot of the teas that I have right now that I'm trying to, to like, have less of are, like, herbals or green teas, which fill the same category for me because it's usually either black tea or another, and it just depends on my mood. Mm -hmm. And so I've been having a lot of other non this green slash herbal teas okay. um so it's it's good it's not my favorite but it's not okay. terrible okay well then I'll, i can ask the real question at hand I was gonna say it was a, it's a little too grassy <laughs> mm, too grassy that's what i was looking for in that green tea analysis <laughs> um if you can hold the label up to me so i can ask um, you this next question um i can't hold the label up to you there um, isn't one. because I wrote the name of it on a piece of notebook paper when my mom and I split up the teas. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well, then I'm just going to make up a name. Dang. <laughs> Emily, is this uh, Washington, D.C., the only thing they're famous for, <laughs> cherry blossom green tea, <laughs> your cup of tea, or not your cup of tea? Matt, I can assure you, you don't bore me because you come up with two names that are that. <laughs> um, one, I have thought in the past about making my own tea, like finding like recipes and like having like buying like a base of black tea and like adding stuff. And you bet if I ever do that, the name of that tea is going to be <laughs> the one thing Washington, D.C. is famous for. <laughs> but if you're looking for coffee bean and tea leaf, cherry blossom green tea... Uh, I would say it's my cup of tea, but not in the upper echelon of my cup of tea. It's in the it's in the ninety nine percent. Yeah, it's in the ninety nine percent. Um. All right, that's two thumbs up. Yeah. Tea talk done. Tea talk complete. There we go. Um. We have another song, maybe. Yeah. Mm hmm. In a fun in a fun twist, everyone. Uh, Emily and I are recording this podcast and the last one like two days apart, so we'll see how uh, much updating happens here. Checking in on past topics. Uh, there we go. We're in the check-in. Matt. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I have two check-ins for you. One. One is a me, and another is a you. And I know the you. Have you read any of Chamber of Secrets? It's been two days. It's been two days. What are the odds I would have read a chapter? Um, I really should have read one yesterday <laughs> in between us recording. But of course I did not. Um, I told you I'm reading a chapter a week, not a chapter an episode. <laughs> oh, Sorry, so Chamber of Secrets is going to wait. Maybe I'll read it tomorrow. I can't do it tonight. i got to mix two episodes of TBD. <laughs> uh, sorry. I mean, you really only have to mix one. Yeah, but I... I, well, I waited so I could do them both together. <laughs> Save okay, myself fine. some time. Um, okay. My other thing is, is I, wanna, I want to admit to the listeners something. Okay. So my last topic was about organization and cleaning. And a part of being organized 
is to complete stuff off your to-do list. <laughs> and one of the things I did not do was download an audio program Matt asked me to download, and I forgot. And that was very disorganized of me. And I'm just admitting to the listeners that I'm not following what I have said I should follow. And I'm apologizing to the listeners and to Matt. Um, also a procrastination right there. There you go. It's two, two things. Um, it's okay. We'll get, we'll get over this hump. Um, but uh, expect, the, expect the audio quality to get so much better on this podcast. I think the next one we record when I bought Emily a new microphone and she installs this program for me. <laughs> It's going to be great. Wow. Anyways. Um, I've done more. A question. I wrote down a question for you. Okay. I wrote this down uh, the other day when we had this episode. I wrote, did Emily organize stuff? <laughs> That's so, the question. So not any specific stuff. I would say I'm no more disorganized than I was before. And I've finished a couple projects, like crafting projects. Well, I'd say I've, I've finished one crafting project since then, which I'm going to count as being organized because now I don't have that stuff in separate pieces. It's in one cute little fox. Did you store anything in different folders on your computer? No, I've not touched my computer. Okay. Well, that was, that was I, the other thing you were going to, you were going to, you were going to physically and you were going to digitally organize. I will say so. Oftentimes when I'm making lessons for work, I take screenshots and they save automatically to my desktop. And then from my desktop, I drag them to where I want to go. That seems like a complicated system, but it actually like really works. But then I have to like clear out my desktop because it has just a bunch of random screenshots. And I did do that. And I moved some lessons I've made for my summer classes into the desktop folder I have called summer. So it sounds like things are marginally better. There's, I'm looking right now at a screenshot of two piggy banks that I really want to delete, but I'll wait until after the lesson, after this class, this, this class, I'll wait until (laughs) after this class. This is a class on whatever my topic is. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to do it right now. Wow. Did you hear that? I did not because there's horns blaring in the background of my, uh, where I'm living because it's seven o'clock in New York. (laughs) I don't hear it at my apartment. Yeah. I think my neighborhood is like the big one. (laughs) I also think my windows face like the inside of a courtyard, I guess. Oh, if your windows face the inside of my courtyard here, you'd still hear them. (laughs) My whole neighborhood goes nuts and I don't know why. Well, I do know why, but I don't know why still. (laughs) Um, Okay. I think we are checking out of the check-in. That is something I, another note I have here that I turned to the page so I could get the wording right of my catchphrase, less leaving that. Okay. I think that's, that's kind of our thing, right? Okay. You sing us into things and then I calmly and monotonely read a catchphrase to end them. (laughs) It's the catchphrase time for Matt. Um, Now it's my, my topic, my topic time. Hey, that's me. I know. I'm just letting you know. Okay. Matt, it is time yes. for your topic. But you have said I could guess, but you said later. So I'm going to do oh. three guesses. Okay. Simpsons. Get you three guesses. Let's hear oh. them. Oh, okay. Um, uh, cherry Blossoms. <laughs> and um, uh, Mirrors. Mirrors. Wow. 
Um, you know, it's it's too bad that you didn't guess something you already mentioned on this podcast. No. And that I did not. Much like when you when I asked you about moving one week, and you curtly told me to stop talking about. I still your topic. feel bad about that. <laughs> I did not curtly cut you off of this topic, but my topic this week is Animal Crossing's Animal Crossing New Horizons. Wow. And uh, that's the last time you have to say the word New Horizons. Unless, uh, from now on, when I say Animal Crossing, I mean New Horizons. I'm not going to say the whole title. Um, but there are other Animal Crossing games of which I've played none. I've never played an Animal Crossing game prior to this current game for the Switch. Okay. Emily I, is also a player. I am. My game. Switch is not next to me, but it is in the same room as me. It's breathing the same air as you. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I actually kind of wanted to have this topic, like, I don't know, a few weeks ago, maybe, or I don't know, but I like, I maybe like almost immediately I was like, man, uh, as Emily knows, I got pretty into this game pretty hard, pretty fast. (laughs) I'm nodding in a, yes, he did kind of way. And I wanted it to be a topic like almost right away because I was like, I love this game. I want to talk about it. But I also was like, I don't know if I've been playing this game long enough to like, carry a conversation about it um not that i i mean i can always carry a conversation about basically anything as i've learned from this podcast (laughs) but uh i feel like i've safely played enough hundreds of hours of this game (laughs) to be able to talk about it um yeah it's a uh so for those of you who do not know what animal crossing is it is a nintendo game for the switch uh it's not always been for the switch though this well, animal, this like I said, version. I'm talking about animal. I'm talking about New Horizons. Yes, you're right. You're right. I'm so sorry. The original game was for the GameCube. Came out some twenty-ish. About uh, well, the GameCube came out in 2001. So I would guess the original game is about 18 years old. I don't know. I was 11, and I had an invisible uh, GameCube. Did not exist. Um, it is a life simulation video game. It is made by Nintendo. It is a Nintendo piece of intellectual property much like mario or zelda would be love ip Uh love ip well it's basically what keeps nintendo afloat because they own all the best ip in the world (laughs) like i mean literally mario zelda kirby sam uh you know uh, metroid games samus uh these are all 100 nintendo properties and that's like what keeps nintendo consoles going because like um you know people want to be able to play mario games or whatever uh, so Animal Crossing came out in March of this year after originally supposed, it was originally supposed to come out in, uh, December of 2019, but it was delayed. And then, uh, what a good I, business strategy on their part. Well, they, yeah, they, uh, all of a sudden <laughs> turned out to be really great. Well, when they delayed it, people were mad. And then now it came out and it was like, oh wow, it came out right when <laughs> every other shit hit the fan. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, it was, I was not a I was not an original adopter of this game, and in fact, these kinds of games, life simulation games, are not really my cup of tea, if you will. Um, but uh, I think staying home a lot and being inside a lot gave me the urge to uh, buy a game where I could pretend to be outside and alive. <laughs> um, also, I heard that uh, Emily here had bought it, and I wanted to be a good friend <laughs> and play along. <laughs> So uh, I went out and got it, and um, 
I still think that this would not necessarily be my game if I wasn't stuck inside so much. I, so I want to push back um, on this a little bit. Matt I, claims that this is not his type of game. And you know what? I accept that this is not his type of game. It's not for him. And he can say it all he wants that maybe if we were allowed to leave our houses, he would be playing it less. But mm-hmm. I just want the listener to know. Matt loves this game mm-hmm. and it is his true call like, in life to play so, this game. <laughs> now I will say, now in my defense, I play a lot of video games for a lot of time. <laughs> that is not a new thing that is due to Animal Crossing that I'm playing a lot of video games. <laughs> what I will say is that my uh, friend group, which includes Emily and some other people, um, who I may or may, may not have a Facebook chat about Animal Crossing with. Listener, are, he are ha- now, we have a group chat. <laughs> they are all now aware of how much video games I play <laughs> because they are paying attention. But I will say that they, if they had been paying attention to other games I've been playing, they would have always thought I had a problem and not just now. <laughs> I don't think what is happening is a problem. I just think it's funny that you were like, this is not a game for me. I'm not going to get it. And and now it's, you're basically Tom Nook. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess like even, even so the game itself obviously has, um, uh, you know, life simulation stuff. So you are able to do st- stuff in this game. But I mean, that aforementioned chat that we have <laughs> and just being able to talk, like interact with people about this game has also been a big factor in how much I'm playing the game because, um, you know, I'm not getting as much regular social interaction with people, so I might as well get it uh, through this thing. And if I, you know, if I wasn't participating uh, in the game, then I wouldn't be participating in the the uh, semi-IRL interactions with other people. I think that's fair. I'm still going to keep making fun of you for... No one will shame me. <laughs> Okay, let's let's tell the listeners a little bit more about what Animal Crossing actually is. Okay. So it's a life uh, simulation, but what is that life? So in this game, and I, I don't really need to talk about other games because I'm not um, I'm, uh, very aware of them. <laughs> I mean, I, I do know basically what happens to them, but um, we'll talk about this one. You are thrown uh, as, the, as a human player character. You are brought to a a deserted island all there is is trees and flowers and weeds weeds um so many weeds rivers the ocean a pier a pier oh yes for some reason there's a pier and an airport there already that's crazy i never thought about that uh you arrive (laughs) and you are uh you you basically set up like a rudimentary uh, camp, uh, like tent town. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, after you set up your little tent town, you sort of, um, for the first few days, I feel like you're doing kind of like basic tasks. You're doing things like weeding and uh, digging up flowers and fishing and um, trying to like build up your tools and make some money kind of. And, um, just ba- like kind of almost like how in IRL... <laughs> If you were just dropped in a deserted island, you would start, like, collecting sticks and doing that kinds of things to, like, help you get started. Um, 
on your journey, of course, though, is this is a, is a, is a, a raccoon named Tom Nook. He's a crook. A sort of, he's sort of a businessman, <laughs> which some people would consider businessman and crook to be synonymous with each other. Um, but uh, you have Tom Nook and his sons, Timmy and Tommy. I thought they were his nephews. His nephews. Is that, is that what they call I them? I honestly don't, don't know. know. It doesn't matter. I don't really know. Him and his two friends who are younger his, than him. His two the children that are he's in charge of. <laughs> uh, and then uh, there's uh, Wilbur and Orville, the airport pilots and or front desk and pilot people. I don't know. Named after Orville and Wilbur Wright, the Wright brothers. Yeah. And you know, uh, I literally have never put that together. Uh, well, that's what this podcast is for. <laughs> um. And uh, a few other a few other regular characters will appear on your island from time to time, but just these base, the, uh, basic few people, and you start building up your little um, island town. <laughs> you have sort of like you have you're sort of in charge. You are the island representative, I think is the name you're given. Okay, so when you move onto this island, you move with two neighbors. Mine first ones were Bill and Diva. Bill is my favorite. I love him forever. Um, but quickly it becomes you're in charge of everything because everyone else on the island doesn't do their part. You have to decide where their tents are going to go. You have to help them find stuff. And they put no effort into making this place a habitable land. Listen, you're the human and they're the animals. You're in charge. They are anthropomorphic animals. They can talk. <laughs> they can pick up some branches. Yes. Occasionally, they will water your flowers for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you're building a town from scratch. Um, you uh, start with the yeah the two neighbors, and then you'll get three more neighbors as your town grows until you max out at ten people or ten uh, animal characters are living on your island, and uh, they all have unique homes. You can interact with them and give them clothes and gifts and. Uh, help catch fleas off their head. <laughs> um, They'll be itchy. Do, yeah. They'll complain, I'm itchy. And then you complain. hit them with a net and the flea comes off of them. Yeah. And then they'll say things like, ew, I'm so gross. <laughs> Which I'm like, yeah, you are. You had, you had fleas, you gross, gross person or animal. Um, and uh, yeah, as you go along, you buy like furniture to decorate not only your house, uh, but your island, and you can set up different areas. Uh, my island, uh, n- no coincidence, uh, you know, without coincidence of who I am as a person, has a cafe on it that I built. <laughs> open air with tea mugs and tea sets, in fact. Uh, uh, open I, air, I, very good t- good for this pandemic. That is true. Uh, but I actually, I'm a bit of a collector when it comes to the tea-based products, so I actually have like, a couple of tea sets in there, a bunch of different kinds of mugs. I really wanted to go all out with the tea area because, God, I love tea. <laughs> um, I have so many things to say. Mm-hmm. You also have a video game area. So I want to interject in this a little an, bit. I have an arcade, a fun and arcade sort of area. It also has billiards and table tennis, much like, uh, I don't know, do you ever have these places in, like, anywhere you ever lived? It was like a bar or like... Um, do you ever have Jillian's? Do you know mm-hmm. what Jillian's is? Or, like, or I guess like, <clears throat> I believe Dave and Buster's is kind of like this, maybe. 
It's like arcade games and... I've um, never been to a Dave & Buster's, but I know what you're talking about. I've literally never been to one either, but <laughs> I know it's like... I know you can do games and drink, and there's also like ski bo- or ski ball, which is not like really... A, it's not a video game. <laughs> uh, yeah, places like that. I built a place like that. Um, can I tell you what you're... Okay, I have so many different strains of thought going on in my brain, but first, you're game area reminds me and take this as a compliment because it is when I was younger I parents were in a bowling league and when I was at the bowling league I would hang out when I got a little bit older I would hang out with my cousins and we would go to the arcade area in the bowling alley and there's like an air hockey table and a bunch of like arcade games and your area always reminds me of that and I have fond (laughs) memories of that area so it's a compliment wow uh, and you know what? My area has that area on my on my uh, island has even grown since the last time you saw it. So. Oh my god! <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I got this game before Matt. This is true. Um, and I very much enjoy it, but I I think where Matt is, I I don't know if I'm phrasing this with like egged on by the social aspect of it. I find it daunting because everyone's else's islands are so much better than mine. <laughs> and I, I know it'll take me so much work to make them look like that, that I just don't, I don't play as much because I find it stressful. Here, let me give you a couple tips then. <laughs> okay. One, the reason that my island looks at all nice, which actually I am always in, I, I'm always... I have I have doubts about the quality of my island <laughs> all the time. I'm always insecure about whether it's a good island or not. I ha- I have a little belief that it is a good island because enough people have at this point told me that they like either my island or parts of my island. <laughs> that now I I have been taught that it's a nice island, but there are still like actually just like huge chunks of my island that I'm like, is this a good? Oh, this is this whole part's ugly or whatever. <laughs> um, but the motivation to make the parts better were actually like visiting other people's islands and being like, I love this thing so much or like this thing is possible in this game that not that I want to copy what they did because actually a lot of the things that I've seen on other people's islands that I really like, I ended up not doing what they did at all. Mm -hmm. But just like seeing what they were able to accomplish within like, because there are certain parameters of this game that you sort of have to play with it. I mean, there's only certain kinds of furniture um, there's sort of a grid that everything has to fit mm-hmm. onto. Can't put stuff at a diagonal. No stuff at diagonals, except for bridges, actually. I think you can do those at a diagonal. Yeah. But, um, yeah, a lot of things can't be at a diagonal. But then, and also, it's like a the, the way the camera is, like, the you can't turn the camera, like, in most video games, you could rotate the camera 300, 360 degrees, but this yeah. one, you're basically always, like, front looking at the game. From yes. like a elevated third person perspective (laughs) and i kind of just like the inspiration to me is like oh wow you can kind of do stuff you just have to like live within like the restrictions and so i'll see someone's really cool stuff and i go like i want a really cool thing too Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's what makes me build them uh my other tip is that i very much i don't really have like a theme to my island which some people do and that's great for them (laughs) uh but I would say what I do on my island is think of one idea 
Like I thought of the cafe, we'll say, as one idea. And then I just like went and built, like I found an area that had like a natural restriction. Like it had beach on one side and a river on the other and a cliff above it. And then I had built like a little uh, fruit orchard below it. So there's just this little chunk of land that I was like, I should do something with this. And I decided to, that's where I decided to put the cafe. But I like really concentrated on building out that area nicely. So rather than, so I don't think of my island as a whole because I think that would be too daunting. It would be too much of a task to be like, I want a nice island. <laughs> but instead I think I want to make this section nice. Or I, or I have an idea and I, and I have to find a spot for it. Because I do find that like, Probably, probably still like at least a third to a half of my island is kind of nothing. Like it's just like full of it's like full of flowers I don't really need, or like you know it's not empty, but it's not really anything cool. Mm -hmm. And like eventually, I think, oh okay, when I get a new cool idea, I will fill in that area with my new cool idea. <laughs> but for now, it's like I'll take these smaller chunks. Okay. So I don't know. That's that would be my tip on that and also don't be afraid of like being like oh this thing i built i hate like in an early version of my island i had all these orchards for different kinds of fruit because in the game there are five types of fruit yeah there are, uh peaches actually there are six types of fruit but there are five native types of fruit uh peaches apples cherries pears and oranges and um, in order to get them all you have to have like friends in the game to share stuff with um but originally I had like a little mini orchard for each of them. And I thought it was cool. But then I realized like it was taking up so much space on my island that I basically, I just like tore them all down and made one big orchard that has like a few trees of each type, mm -hmm. which uh, is still maybe not even the best use of space, but it's a better use than it was. <laughs> and so I tore all that down and I was like able to build new cool things in those, in those spots. In fact, the cafe is where my cherry orchard used to be. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd say take sensible bites, you know, like don't worry about making your whole island great. Just take one little area and be like, oh, and I have all these items that sort of go together. Maybe like that's how my arcade started is I it used to be in a different spot in my um, island. It was much smaller and it was basically because I got like two foosball tables somehow <laughs> and like one arcade machine. And I like didn't know. I was like, these are cool things, but I, I don't know what to do with them. So I just threw them somewhere. And then as I kind of randomly acquired a couple more arcade style items, I was like, oh, I should build out like an actual arcade area. And uh, and you did that. That's how that I mean, that's how that came out. I mean, the cafe was literally like, oh, I've started accruing a bunch of teeth things or um, I also made it fruit themed. So like all my tables and chairs there are fruit themed. Um, it's also next to my orchard. That's not a coincidence. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So you're We're saying like, basically. Go ahead. Basically, much like my organization strategy, I need to start small. <laughs> I would say so. I mean, that's I mean, that's exactly what I did. I mean, um, I don't know. I'm trying to even think what like the first thing I did was. So I guess, I guess I've like moved around my little bamboo forest area a couple times. That was like an early idea I had. But I guess like the other one that Emily knows about, <laughs> that I think is maybe worth bringing up is I have, a, I have a bit of a cult on my island. Uh, it's the best part about Matt's island. <laughs> I may have started a religion based around the worshipping of space. <laughs> you, there's a floating rock. Yeah, so, so one of the elements of the game we haven't talked about at all, really, is that you can build your own, you can buy a lot of furniture, 
and trade for stuff. And there's like different characters who you can buy and sell things with. But um, you can also make your own things. But in order to make your own things, you need to learn how to make them. Mm-hmm. Which you acquire through these DIY recipes. Do and it yourself. I almost, some might I almost, say. I almost define that too. Uh, but there's this one character who visits your island um, every week or so, maybe every two weeks. Um, her name is Celeste. She is the sister of the uh, owl Blathers who runs the museum on your island. And let me tell you about Blathers real quick. He blathers on all day and he hates bugs. Yeah, he hates bugs. They're um, disgusting would love, creatures. Would, be lo- would love to talk about the museum in a second. Okay. Um, but Celeste uh, comes and she is, she, she is super into the stars and loves space. And if you, she comes to your island, you can get a recipe, a DIY recipe from her to build space things. Now, some of these are magic wands. There are different magic wands in the game. And a magic wand is a, a silly little thing to help you change your outfit. <laughs> um, but she also gives you other space-related things. And, and one day she gave me a DIY recipe to build my own asteroid. <laughs> And which is literally a floating rock, and it is insane. It rotates, I, right? Yes, it spins. It floats and it spins. And I was like, "This is crazy!" Like it was up until that point, that was the weirdest thing I'd gotten in the game. Like the whole game is pretty. Like I'd say somewhere around ninety percent of this game is actually kind of realistic. Now, the fact that your neighbors are animals is not realistic. But if you kind of ignore, like, if you just treat them like people, which you kind of i think you do kind of treat them like people in in the world of the game but if you treat them like people (laughs) most of the game is pretty pretty realistic i mean there's there's definitely a a bunch of like things that are exaggerated for the sake of video games but i think one of the weirdest things is definitely like this asteroid and all the space stuff in the game (laughs) the magic wands like that's like where any of like the weird stuff comes from and that's also only like yeah, it's such a small percentage of the game. But I got this asteroid. I had to make it. And I decided to create an entire church based around it. <laughs> there's pews. There are pews. Um, there's other items in the... Like each astrological sign, like Gemini, Aquarius, etc. They all have... Um, they all also have their special items that you can get during the different um, seasons of, of those. I don't... Whatever those are called. <laughs> Uh, but I've also filled that my little church area with those. I have a giant replica moon I put there. <laughs> um, um, it's truly crazy. I also, I'm not sure about your flow of conversation. So if I'm going too far ahead, let me know. But another fun thing. So you can go to your friend's islands. And I have been to Matt's many times. I water his flowers because it gives you a boost in breeding of the flowers. But... Whenever I'm there, another thing you can do is the game and your villagers give you reactions of different mm-hmm. things, like joy and sneezing. Yes. But one of them that I have is apolog- apologetic. Yes. And it's basically just a bow. So whenever I visit Matt Island, I, whenever I visit Matt's Island, not sure why I struggled with that, um, <laughs> I go to the rock and I apologize to it and I bow. And then I usually run around it a few times. Yes, you got to do a couple loops. Uh, I usually type some sort of thing like worshiping the rock, mm-hmm. and then I, I've been I've been blessed by the rock. It is it is true. It is it has given Emily good luck. 
Um, yes, it is a it is a nice part of my island for sure. I I need to get more space stuff to expand it. But uh, actually, I think there are a couple new things since the last time you saw it. But um, I I want to make it even bigger and grander. But I think I need to get some more stuff for my my good friend Celeste. Um, She's great. <laughs> my next have I told you this? My next cross stitch project that I have decided on will be cross stitching each of the planets. Ooh, yeah. into the, each of them would be their own cross stitch. Yeah. So then you could do like a solar system and you hang them up. Yeah, I can't decide. I don't have to do them first. I mean, they're going to put them in a straight line, or I have a vision of like painting an orbit and then putting them where they belong. I have to finish them first. Yeah. Though. There's nine of them. Pluto is counting. I'm sorry. Oof. Oof. I'm sorry. Um, have you thought about doing the sun to be? Like... Um. So it didn't come in the kit, but I was in my head the other day thinking. I should find a sun. But they're like scientific versions. So they're like, they're like pretty, they're not, not like scientific, but they're like, they're like satellite pictures. So I would need to find like a good satellite mm. version of the sun that has like. Interesting. Like, does uh, the, okay. whatever they're called, flares, flares, that's what mm. I'm looking for. Does, uh, the, do like the ringed planets have rings on the cross stitch? So they're like inside of the circle? Yeah. They're mm -hmm. really cool. I'll show them to you when we're okay. off that off this just because i don't this. it'll be too loud if i do some typing oh uh, yeah <laughs> um let's see uh yeah i mean I'm, I'm definitely skipping over a lot of stuff so yeah it's a good thing you brought up the reactions um those are cool um There's i'm cold start, just now getting my best friend ones <laughs> cold chill that's a good one where you just stand there and a wind a, a wind blows across you and you're scared <laughs> or you're worried or something um Let's see. Yeah, so there's like a bunch of other characters that I didn't mention earlier that either live, they're not your neighbors, but they provide tasks. There's um, there's the Able sisters who are the tailors. Uh, Timmy and Tommy, the the little children, <laughs> they run the uh, they run the store that you can buy things from. See, this is what I'm talking about with Nook. Uh, Tom Nook. Okay, he is having children run a store. They should be going to school. <sighs> um, sounds like they're living, they're, they're learning through living. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, there's, uh, Isabel, who is sort of the person who just helps, she sits in the office and talks to you sometimes. And she watches know. TV. She's, she's an interesting character. Uh, let's see, there's Gulliver, the, uh, seagull who gets lost on your island every once in a while. He's obviously, he falls off his ship because he's drunk and then washes up on your shore. <laughs> yeah, it's still drunk. <laughs> still drunk. Um, there's, uh, CJ and Flick who, uh, respectively, um, you sell, uh, your fish and your bugs to for extra money. And they're also, um... They're also gay lovers, which is um, a thing not talked about in the game directly, but they do call each other, or, or CJ calls Flick his partner. Oh. Uh, yeah. I have not spent too much time with either of them, um, so I've not heard that referenced, but yes. good for them. Yeah, so they it's it's a, a pretty big for a Nintendo game to, to include that, um, though I guess tip of the cap to the translation team, which probably is, is are the people, because uh, the game is written originally in, um, for, for in Japan, but then um, there's like North American localization, the North American localization team, which would put it into English here, um, which happens to basically every game. 
um, different regions will like retranslate. Sometimes stuff gets like completely rewritten, especially if it doesn't make sense in the new language. Like if it was like poetic in Japanese, like they're not going to do a direct translation into American because then like there's going to be something lost there. Mm -hmm. um, or occasionally like certain symbols get edited out of things. Not that Animal Crossing had any of this, but like, um, I don't know. Let's take the swastika, for example, where in Japan that is not like, that doesn't have the connotation. Like it's a, it's has more religious connotation, not a uh, Nazi <laughs> connotation to it, um, which is used a lot in some characters. And there's also some other religious things that happen in like Japanese games that like get edited out of American versions where they like don't want to include that. Mm -hmm. There was famously a Bible in a Zelda game at one point, but like the American version, they wanted to take it out. <laughs> um, it was, I think there was just like a cross or something. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway... Uh, CJ and Flick, they're cool. They also build you models. Yeah. If you so give them three of a, three of a specific kind of either bug or uh, um, fish. <laughs> so if they are partners, can you imagine their house for one second full of weird fish and bug models just everywhere? Which brings me to my next topic on, on this thing. Uh, there, which I, I'm sort of. I'll go into this from a couple directions. I'll, I'll first say that there's a, another CD character named Red. Red is bad. He, bad news. Red is like, he's a sleazebag, but you can buy art from him. But sometimes it is counterfeit art. Now, when you take together the art, the fish, the bugs, and a fourth thing I haven't really talked about, which is fossils, um which you dig up from the ground and they're like dinosaur fossils, which was another one of the less um, rational things in this game, but it's okay. Uh, when you take all these things together, you can bring them to your museum and you can show art, fossils, bugs, and fish to blathers. Oh, he blathers. will tell you what they are. He will put them in the museum. And the museum is one of my favorite parts of the whole game. <laughs> it is like so cool. It's like, I don't know. It's this building you go in. It doesn't look very big from the outside, but then you go in it and it's this huge, like realistic museum full of like, re like the art is the real art. Like you, you buy Picasso and, and Da Vinci and stuff to put into your museum. And it even has um, some like, not so like probably pretty famous artists, but not like ones that like everyone might know, you yeah, know? I mean, there's, there's, I think there's like 90 pieces of art or something yeah. like that. Or I don't know. Maybe it's not that many, but it's a lot of art. Um, I know it's like 90 bugs, 90 fish or something like that, but they, you go in there and it's like a, it's weird cause it's fake <laughs> and you know, it's fake, but it's so intricately done and so realistic looking like they put the fish in tanks and they swim with each other and they have like appropriate, um, ecosystems for them all. And, and like, it even it's, it's cool. like set up, like these are the saltwater ones. These are the pond ones. Yeah. Like it's, it's yeah, it's so it's. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, and also, as you collect more different things in the game, you, you bring the different things to the museum and it like opens up new displays. And it's just, uh, I don't know. I love the museum. Uh, but the exterior, exterior of my museum, which Emily has not seen the latest version of this, but I have decided to make sort of uh, with the statues that I get from uh, Flick and CJ and also from our friend Shannon, who sends me them sometimes. <laughs> Uh, I have a whole like garden of statues leading up to my museum. So I bet that looks like Flick and CJ's apartment or house, wherever they live. 
I bet they um, live in a house. I, you know what? I don't know. But uh, I mean, for all I know, they live in a houseboat, and that's how they get to our place. That's so they, true. They just hang out. Um, but I have a, and I have a bit of a, a bit of a fossil dinosaur garden thing to the side of my museum. So I'm really building out my museum area, um, which I I started doing and I was excited to do. And now as it as it gets bigger and bigger, I'm like, this is such a cool area of my island. <laughs> Matt just looked like a little kid in a candy store right now. Like how I imagined little Matt looked when he opened a new thing of Legos. Oh, yeah. Oh, I still look like that when I open a new thing of Legos. <laughs> um, I was going to say something about Blathers. I don't know. He Blathers he on. He hates bugs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. My favorite thing about Blathers is when he's describing stuff. He's like such a funny little character. <laughs> he hates bugs. Um, oh, I should add, so the new feature in the game has been, um, you can swim in the ocean now, which has been live for about a week, I guess, and, or not even a week, but, um, you can collect sea creatures now and bring those to the museum and also put them in your fish area. So it's like even expanding the fish ecosystems more because now there's stuff like seaweed and, um, uh, uh, starfish and stuff in there. <laughs> and it's like really filling it out even more. But uh, basically, Blathers has a way of reacting to each thing. Like, he's always really impressed with dinosaurs. So when you bring him new fossils, he's always like, what a vicious creature. It's amazing and all this stuff. I wish I could keep this for my personal collection, but alas. Yeah, so he loves fossils. uh, Or he loves dinosaurs, I should say. He hates bugs so, so, so much. He's creeped out by them. He thinks they're gross, which is great. Um and uh i guess fish he he's not grows out he can be impressed sometimes he's just i guess he is sort of impressed with fish although not as amazed as he is by dinosaurs <laughs> and then now sea creatures he's always he's got like he does um he makes like jokes and he sort of like does like a he 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 kind of thing where he's like uh um so he's also impressed, but he's he's like making jokes. He's cracking jokes about them. And he kind of does this snide look where he looks to the side and squints and goes, I don't know. It's like a whole new reaction. And I love that Blathers has multiple ways of thinking of different creatures. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm sort of running out of time. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, we need to talk about villagers. Okay, yeah. These, so these are the people. So for me, if I'm being honest, I don't care that much about the village. I mean, I like them, and it would be weird if they weren't there because then you'd just be on an island by yourself. <laughs> you, Tom Nook, and Blathers. <laughs> yeah, but I'd say I spend most of my time like want like just building things out, and I guess talking to them is nice. It's a good change of pace. I mean, the game offers a lot of different kinds of tasks. Um, you can't just sit there and do gardening or do decorating or whatever inside your house too which i haven't really talked about inside your house because i don't find that as interesting (laughs) um but yeah you have your neighbors Uh, my first two neighbors were axel the jock um elephant and flo the sisterly penguin (laughs) who were your first two mine were bill who is a jock who is a duck and he is the best character of all time he calls me quacko i love him (laughs) His house is just strewn, strewn, yeah, with stuff I have given him. (laughs) I've given him an ironing board. 
and a bunch of other random stuff. It's all over his house. I love Bill. Um, and then Diva, who I believe is sisterly. Uh, yeah, all islands start with a jog and a sisterly. Yeah. Little little fun fact about yeah. how the game starts you off. Um, see, then three, well, then you get three new neighbors. Three people come in next, and you have to, like, select plots for them to live on and um, uh, build them certain furniture, and then they will move in, which is where I got my favorite neighbor from. Uh, one, of my, one of my next three. Her name is Bunny. She is Peppy. That's her character type. And she is my favorite Islander by a long shot. <laughs> I like, I actually do like all of my Islanders, at least like baseline level, but Bunny's my favorite. <laughs> um, I think, well, not I think. Lots of people are very into the villager aspect. Like my sister-in-law and niece and my brother a little bit will go on hunts. And to try to get the perfect villager that they want. Um, like, they care deeply about the exact villager. And they, like, have a list of, like, these are the ones I want to get. Okay, I'm going to kick these ones out now because I want some new ones. And they go on these long, complicated hunts to find the perfect villager. Mm -hmm. Do they time travel to do accomplish this? Um, a little bit, yes. So time traveling, I should explain quickly, is when you... So the game actually... Oh, this is kind of important, but the game is in real time. Mm -hmm. The days... Uh, it, it goes from day to night, just like real life does. It, uh, it progresses in time, just like real life does. Five minutes in the game, it's like five minutes in, in, your, in the real world. And um, you, you, there's not a limit to what you can do in a given day, but certain things like reset the next day, like... The items in your store change the following day at like five in the morning or six in the morning or something. Um, and like certain things that you harvest on your island, like you can s smash rocks and chop trees, like all of that resets overnight. So if you want a time, if you want, if you want these events to occur faster, uh, including neighbors asking to move out and things like that, you need to physically change the time on your switch. That, that's how you do it, right? Yeah. And uh, I know you've done it at least once. I've yeah. usually done it because I've missed a window. It's, I'm not, you know, I'm not judging. I don't you. have cockroaches in my house. Um, that's a consequence but, uh, for time traveling. <laughs> yes. In the game. You can time travel, like, you can do big leaps and bounds. Like, if you want to see what the fall is. Oh, yeah, there's also seasonal things in the game. So, like, right now the game is in summer mode. So, there are certain kinds of fish you can catch only in, like, July. Uh, if you wanted to jump to December, you could... You could do it by time traveling, although that might cause you to get uh, bugs or something <laughs> Yeah, uh, in your house. But um, yeah, you physically change the clock on your thing to, to move ahead. And if you want people to move out, you kind of actually, not that you need to time travel, but if you want people to move out faster, you do because there's a certain like mechanism in the game for when people will decide to move. I think it's something like once one person asks, then they won't ask again for like another at least five days or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say that I probably do a slightly, sm like you said that they go hunting. I, I don't have like a wish list, but there is a, so there's all these, there's seven personality types, I believe, or six, whatever it is. Uh, and ideally you'd have one of each and then just like a couple duplicate ones. And currently I do not have a smug character. Ugh. So, and I also never had a snooty one. And last time I had somebody move out of my neighborhood, I like was like, oh, I'm going to try to find a smug or a snooty person. And so I went out and, and actually like the first 
thing I looked at, or maybe the second, was a, was a snooty character. Her name is Whitney. She's a wolf. She's fancier than I am in real life. <laughs> and uh, it worked out. Uh, I don't know what I'll do next time someone moves out. I guess I'm, I will try to find a smug character. Um, but it's to be determined how long I will look. And uh, if in the meantime, I find someone else that like looks cool. Like I also, I just like what they, if they look cool, I want them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, there's also like characters, villagers that are super popular in the AC fandom. Like everyone loves Raymond. He's okay. But actually one of my vis- 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 villagers, my God, what's my problem? Wow. You should have had that iced coffee. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to make you cry. It's my despair reaction. Yeah. Um, I I have the villager Marshall, and I feel really bad cause I don't really care about Marshall. <laughs> Again, I truly only care about Bill. Anyone could ask to leave, and I'd be like, sure, whatever you want to do. But if Bill ever asked me to leave, I, I wouldn't yeah. allow it. Yeah. I mean, that's the same with me and Bunny. Bunny does not get to leave my... <laughs> yeah. Um, she does not get to leave. <laughs> um, But he... But, like, people love Marshall. People give, like, you can trade in the game and they will give, like, so much to, like, see if you could get Marshall to move to their island. And I just, oh, yeah. like, there's, don't. There's a rather large black market uh, <laughs> on uh, online for people trading. There's different websites, different Discord channels, all this kind of ways people um, try to trade uh, villagers, uh, character, or, um, yeah, I don't know, character visits, um materials furniture all that stuff and i'd say for the most part as far as i know it's not real life money it's in-game things yes people are yes there are some people who pay real life money um those people are weird (laughs) uh but uh yeah there's that whole aspect i actually have a so they are tiered there are there are people there are almost 400 different um villagers in this game and you only can have 10 at a time. So, and they stay there for, I mean, I haven't asked, I don't think anyone's moved out of my island for a couple of weeks now. So it like takes a long time to rotate through characters, if you will. <laughs> um, so yeah, the different tier list is basically who is the most wanted. And I think Marshall is number one or two. Uh, last I saw he was number one, but um, there's, always, there's also Raymond who was on the top for a long time, which was a cat that has a house that looks like an office. <laughs> um, I have a top 10 person as well. Her name is Marina and she is an octopus. Yeah. That's why was one I thought it was. And she lives in an, she lives in a house made of chocolate <laughs> and I'm a big fan. I, I, I don't really care about where somebody is in the tier list. That's not important to me. Um, but I will look it up just out of like curiosity and I was like, this per- this character is great. And then I found out she was also in the top 10. And that was also cool. <laughs> um, listener, the chocolate house makes me think of the book I'm reading with my class called The Chocolate Touch. Um, and I just want to give an update to the listener that the boy, John Midas, is really upset about having the chocolate touch. He just wants wow. to have a drink of water. Wow. Um, He's learning his lesson, if you're curious. That's good. <laughs> uh... But yeah, I, I have a bunch of villagers I like. I like them. Uh, Emily is a normal type villager. That's what I've determined. Her real oh. life personality maps onto the normal. What are you? Uh, I don't. 
I don't know what I am in in the in our little chat, but I I truly believe you are normal type. <laughs> I just I, that doesn't sound fun. Well, the normal the there's like so I have Mitzi on my uh, thing, and she Mitzi is a cat, a normal cat, and uh, Mitzi will always tell me things about like the tea she's drinking and the book she's reading. And she'll throw her glasses on to read a book or something. Aww. And I'm like, this is just Emily, right? <laughs> um, like several times I'm like, the dialogue for normal characters is written to be Emily. <laughs> the In our Animal Crossing group chat, we're all known by a character type. So I believe I am normal. You are normal. I think we all agreed you were normal. Yeah, but I can't, like, I can't see it. But Matt is smug. That was what was determined. Yeah. Which is funny because I, my island doesn't have any smugs, so maybe it's just me that is the smug one. Can you give yourself your own reactions? Um, I wish I could, because <laughs> I'm missing all the smug ones. <laughs> I had a smug islander for like two days, and then he was like, I'm out. And I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> that also really didn't like this guy. Well, his name is Jacques. Jacques? And he's a DJ, and he has a goatee. And he's French or whatever, which is that on its own is not bad. But all the other things together is weird. <laughs> uh, and he has to move out like two days after he moved in. And I was like, get out of here, dude. Well, literally, if, if anyone else who's left, which I think I maybe only had one other character leave. I was like, uh, which is the character Sky, who is also, I think, top 10 or top 20 or something in the tiers. And uh, or no, I've had two other people move out. I also had my uh, my penguin flow left. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> or not my penguin Flo. My penguin uh, Aurora. I had two penguins at one point. Flo is still with us. <laughs> Thank God. Um, OG Flo has not left yet. Um, but uh, uh, when Sky left, I was like, bye, bye. We had a good time. When, when uh, Aurora left, I was like, okay, you want to leave? We had a good time. That was great. But Jacques, like, he stayed for like two days. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> It just wasn't the right fit, and he recognized that for himself, and I think that's good. Well, that's I think is what's insulting to me. <laughs> that's why I'm that's why I'm angry at him. He didn't like me. He didn't like me. He didn't like my island. I'm sorry. At least everyone else, I can be like, oh, they're just getting on with their lives. Like people move. I moved from Boston to New York. Doesn't mean I hate Boston. You talk I moved all the Boston, time about it. how much you hate Boston. <laughs> if I lived in Boston for two days and moved away, then I probably would have hated it. <laughs> but I didn't do that. <sighs> lived there for 10 years <laughs> um all right we went way over on this topic but at I, least it was, it's sort of both our topics in a little bit of a way i just want to close out this topic where i enjoy this game however i am a casual player i just want to reiterate that matt matt's love of pokemon with the theme song gotta catch them all mm -hmm. has has seeped into his playing of Animal Crossing, where he has to collect them all. There's like there's like a few vending machines in the game, and you know what? He collected them all. I did. I will say that I'm very I'm specific about what I want to collect all of, though. I because there's a lot to collect, and there's a lot of stuff. I'm like I don't care about that thing, so I just don't do it. Um, but uh, hey, it's okay. I've got something to pass the time. <laughs> I think it's so funny how much Matt loves this game. Um. And he has a good island, even if he doesn't think he does. I'm just, I, I probably, I mean, yes. We have to talk. I'm just, I'm insecure about everything. So whatever. <laughs> we have to talk about KK Slider real quick. I can't believe mm. he has not come up. To win the game, when you get a three-star island, KK Slider comes to visit. And every Saturday he will come and play a little concert for your island. It is Tom Nook's goal 
for the game to get KK Slider at your island. He's yeah. so happy when it happens. KK Slider. Uh, yeah, he's 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 the rock star who occasionally comes to your island and plays a concert for two people. <laughs> it's a kind of a funny character, but he's a little dog who can play guitar, and that's nice. Yeah. Um. Well, my closing words about this, Emily, is take small bites, find a part of your island you want to like deck out, and just do it. Mm-hmm. And you're in, and then you know you're going to be like done with that project, and you're going to be like. Oh, I should move. I should find another part of my island to do something with, and then you'll do that, and then you'll have a beautiful island, <laughs> just like me. <laughs> um, all right, that's it for me. That's it I'm for done me. With my topic. Um, okay, topic done. Topic complete. Do you, do you have anything you need to plug? No. Hmm, me neither. Uh, keep an eye on my YouTube channel. Maybe I have something new on there. Maybe I don't. Keep an eye on it, and if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. Keep one eye on it at all times. Yeah, just like I do. <laughs> one eye on Animal Crossing, one eye on my YouTube channel. Um, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, thank, thank you, Emily, you. for listening to me directly. <laughs> Matt, thank you and, for listening uh, to me. Hey, my pleasure. If you're not already subscribed to this uh, podcast, please do that uh, from your favorite podcasting app. And, uh, you know, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, that's, that's all I want to say. <laughs> this podcast is already running a little long, so I don't need to be too wordy with all this. Okay. Um, you good? Yeah. All right. Well, then, I have been Matt Armando. I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD. With Emily! Bye-bye. Bye.